quote Charlie Brown and Violet from A Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown says, Thank you for the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. And Violet says, I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown responds, Don't you know sarcasm when you hear it? Ah, Christmas. The happiest time of the year if you're Charlie Brown and a nerd. Welcome to Nerd Out. I am Rob Lloyd, and it is always a joy to be sharing a space with Sandra Felcher and Jen Spears. How are you doing, guys? It's beginning to look a lot. I love Christmas. <laughs> We've got definitely got the spectrum of Christmas here in the studio. <laughs> We've got Sandro, who I... You know, Schmeer. Safe to say is the Schmeer. Or the yeah. two thumbs down, maybe. Whoa, oh, really? Oh, nah, oh, come like on. One. You're a... You must have a hard heart if you have two thumbs down. So you're Christmas. one thumbs down. It's like one thumb down to a schmear. Okay, you well, know. and I'm a schmear to a one star, mm. one thumb up. I'm like as many thumbs up as you can possibly get. <laughs> I love Christmas. So as you can tell uh, with our, um, our ramblings to begin with, this is our Christmas special of Nerd Out. We're very actually early, but <laughs> very I early on. Sleigh bells that I could ring. I th- I'm sure. I saw Sandro can put the sound effects in there. Of snowball oh, okay. That would kill him. <laughs> all <laughs> right. No, 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 no. Embrace the joy. So we're going to be talking about all <laughs> things Christmas. We're going to be doing all our usual stuff. We've got. What we've been consuming lately and also some headlines. The headlines just keep on powering through. Mm. I don't know. Is it just me or is it getting more and more information than we have at the as it's getting towards the end of the year? Um, it's just a lot of deals coming through, I think, yeah. is what it seems to be. A lot of casting. We'll get into that. Considering how much news has come out between four days or how many days ago we recorded. Yeah, exactly. And it's now sh- it's like far out. It has mm-hmm. been a short amount of time. So we are in sort of like... The, the first nine days of the festive season. And what have you been doing uh, to embrace the uh, Christmas spirit, Sandro? Let's start with you. Avoiding uh, it. Um, watching the Punisher. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'd, um, nothing really. Yeah? I guess uh, listening to... Nah, nothing, nothing. Nothing at all? To be honest, just like watching the Doctor Who Christmas special trailer, I yeah. guess. Is the yeah, the second I've one gotten. came out for that one. And of course, Star Wars as well, which is always a big end of year uh, event. But yeah, that's like next week. It's next week, guys. Yeah. Next Wednesday, we are going to oh. be in the same vicinity as each of, other. I forgot. And in my mind, for some reason, I'd just been like, yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, whatever. Like, I've se- like as if it's not something I hadn't seen before. I was like, I can watch mm. it anytime. I was like, wait, no, no. New war. It's a new war, guys. It's a new war. <laughs> um, and, uh, Laura appara- Dern looks great in it, by the way. She does, the mm. purple hair. And mm. Laura Dern's got a lot of work to do because mm-hmm. um, I haven't been that impressed with Laura Dern as an actress, but she got a lot of great press for... New season Twin Peaks, but okay. Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> she got great stuff for Twin Peaks, and also she was in... Um, uh, Big Little Lies or... Something like that. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. She was in that as well, so she's been... I remember that. Um, that was right. And also, I'm sold on her because there's this incredible footage of her uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show when they're mm. talking about you're a big Star Wars fan and she goes, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. That's Luke Skywalker right there. And yeah, like, she's <laughs> the sweetest. And the little footage of her with BB-8. Uh, I'm sorry. If you do not have your heart melt at that, you have no soul. Yeah. Um, um, also, c- keep an eye out for possible live streams uh, throughout... 
the Star Wars premiere because we're all going to be there in the same vicinity. And uh, yes, we better yeah. put my face on. We might, yeah, and we might put our live Facebook on. Ooh. So yeah, keep in touch with us on our Facebook page. But it's getting very, very exciting. Um, Christmas for me. I never was a Christmas fan. I was, a, I was very much like a Sandro in my youth, like <laughs> bar humbugging my way through it. Um, but you know, being in a relationship with uh, someone who is. All of Christmas. <laughs> is Kate, Christmas. Caitlin literally becomes Christmas as soon as it gets close to it. So it's infectious in a good way. It's yeah. not like a virus. It's like a warm glow that fills you up. So we go through the tradition. We go out and uh, buy a real tree. We chop it down ourselves. We uh, set it up with all the Christmas carols playing. We have all the lights surrounding our bay window, which is something we only started last year. So we fully fully embrace it and uh, my favourite Christmas Christmas album uh, or holiday album by the Bare Naked Ladies despite Jen's thoughts on the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> which is very similar to Joel McHale's in Community um, we embrace it uh, fully so I am in the Christmas spirit uh, and Jen tell us about your first nine days of the Christmas season I've been consuming my advent chocolates so I went out and bought my advent calendar early because last year it got to about uh, the 5th of December I went Fuck, I don't have an advent calendar. That's so late. I, they were sold out everywhere and mm. I cried. So I got Do you a, get a particular type of advent Cadbury, calendar? Cadbury, cheap right. Cadbury one. It's classic. So you get the at least you get the good chocolate. Yeah, exactly. We I don't got, want to fuck around with the advent calendar. Well, we got we got, we got an advent calendar from Woolworths and it was a Star Wars one. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just like the but the Christmas themed one, but the chocolate's bad. Yeah, like, oh, really damn. bad. Yeah. And yeah. Caitlin's got to the point to say, "You don't have to eat the chocolate." I said, "No, it's you tradition. Have to eat the it's tradition." He got, "We only started this this year. Well, it's tradition now." Okay. Yeah. Um. So, been eating them. Uh, I've also been consuming the Sia Christmas album, which we were just chatting about, uh, which is all originals and wholesome as fuck, and I love it. Um, Quote that. Put that on the poster. <laughs> um. Non-Christmassy, but would love to sh- talk about it. Last night, I was lucky enough to witness a trial show for Lena and Woodley's return <gasps> to the stage. This is exciting. Um, all I can say is, just like felt like it was twelve years ago, and they'd yeah. never split up. Um, the show is called Fly. Um, basic premise is that Colin Lane has been writing this this play for the last twelve years. That's why they haven't been working. <laughs> called Fly about the Wright brothers. Um, and he wants to get up and perform it for us. And, of course, Woodley just wants to talk about why they split up and just wants to do funny, silly stuff. Um, but also has taken the impression that flies about them recreating the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so there's a lot of hilarity ensues. He dresses up as a fly and does a fly bit. And there's a lot of the classic Lena on Woodley. Wo- uh, Colin saying something and Woodley not understanding and the back and forth and the frustration and that. So they're just like, just you know, picked up where they left off. And it was just... Laughs all around. Everyone had such a great time. Um, and I'm really excited to see them bring this show out. Um, I kind of love it how loose it was. You yeah. know, they would, every time there was a fuck up, they would acknowledge the fuck of up. Course. And it was almost funnier because it was so messy. That's how they And that's, that's how, how they've always yeah. been. So, like, I'm like, how much more polishing can you do for this show? But um, hopefully they actually bring it out and I get to see it again. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Really, shout out to Hayley for getting me a ticket. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just awesome. So, um, and been watching a couple of Christmas films. Started off slow. They were pretty crap. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited that 
uh, Lena and Woodley got back together because Colin and Frank are huge mm. um, you know, inspirations for me, both mm. of them. Uh, and yeah, it's been a long twelve years with you know them doing their solo stuff, and it's been interesting to see like Cole's embraced the mainstream, so went into TV hosting. Yeah, they uh, did. They did mention uh, Ready City Cook. Oh God, and like a lot of people bag that out. I I love Ready Steady Cook. Yeah. That was one of my favorite, you know, cookie type shows. And to have Colin host it, I went. Yep. This is the best of both worlds. Frank's really pushed his um, solo live performance. He's done quite well with that. He even had Woodley his TV show, which they've had mixed success. They're yeah. still highly regarded. And as know. solo performers, they're both individually funny, but they're just stronger together. Oh, together, well, yeah. you just go. There was a moment where I don't want to give too much away, where they kind of are like, all right. They hadn't been on stage at anyone together for like the first 10 minutes of the show. It was like part of the contract or whatever. And then they both come out on stage and they awkwardly are walking and they're kind of looking at each other and like, oh, this is, I don't know how I feel about this. And then they both kind of turn to each other and break out in grins and start jumping up and down and like holding hands and dancing around like, we're back, we're back, we're back. And so it was, they were so generous with the audience as well yeah. because they knew how excited we were to see them that they just like embraced that and like gave us everything. With their last couple of live shows, they, before they split up, they had quite a lot of big tech heavy thing mm. so like with the island they had this monstrosity of a rotating level changing thing yep. in um, uh, Goodbye they used a lot of and, and in the island as well a lot of screen projection mm-hmm. and animation and stuff like that so is it a bare set or is there a lot of it was of a trial show things? so there was two milk crates and that was it that on was stage it. Mm. it was at Lith Club yeah, yeah. Um, they had a small projector screen that had a couple of images come up and occasional little flourishes to go to match what was going on stage Colin played piano for a bit Um, Well, not really. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was literally two milk crates, um, a couple of really cool um, practical effects, but it was just raw, Leonard Woodley, and that's what... Well, they're, yeah, they're going back on tour as of March next yep. year, and they will be doing the comedy festival. Highly at, recommend you see this show. I'll, I'll, if it's I'll, anything like, I imagine it's not going to change heaps. There's no, like, I mean, it'll change a bit, um, but yeah, it's... The, what, what they do a tendency of really well, I'm, I'm going off topic, sorry, but they... <laughs> they they refine those moments of improvisation to be yeah. a part of the show. Yeah. And the amount of times I used to see them doing live spots and stuff, I would just consume everything they did. I remember when they hosted um, Hey, Hey, It's Sad Day mm-hmm. back in the in the 90s and stuff like that, how they, they create a moment where they feel as if there's danger because something fucked yep. up, but it's actually they do that good. gag all the time. Yep. So they know how to make that improvisation. But yeah, it's not polished to the point where you're like, well, it's yeah. polished. It's like you still can't tell, and that's incredibly hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's scripted scripted impro, which mm. is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's... consume the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What have you been consuming lately, Sandro? I uh, haven't watched a single episode of Punisher since we last talked, so I uh, <laughs> haven't managed to finish that. I haven't really been doing – I've been listening to some music. Um, I probably won't talk about that. I have been very slowly working my way through uh, Rebels Rising, the – kind of sequel to Catalyst, which I reviewed, the Rogue One uh, prequel, but this one focuses on Jin. Right. Uh, when she's uh, about 14-ish, growing up with Saw Gerrera, um, a character who I'm convinced <clears throat> is great in everything except for the film. Except Rogue One. <laughs> except Rogue One. And that's when you get, you know... Because Forrest did great in when he came back for Saw doing it in the earlier version of him in Rebels... Season three, uh, and two, the two, two. Geonosis one, the yeah, Geonosis yeah. one, and his and his appearance in season four is great as well. Yeah, and he's really good in this. Really well written. Um, they're really pushing, uh, just like the, I guess, crimes of rebellion and all yeah. that type 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 of stuff. Really well. Um, it's really well written. Very fast paced as well. Hmm. Um, 
and every now and then it kind of cuts to uh, Jin like right before Rogue One, so while she's in prison, okay. which does seem to slow it down a bit, but it's like it gives it a nice break because yeah. then they can like go forward a couple of years in the main story. Um, I'm only about halfway through it. I'm hoping to finish it by Last Jedi. I don't know. My whole plan to read all those books before Last Jedi has completely fallen <laughs> through with a bunch of stuff that's popped up. But um, it's really good. So far, I give it one thumb up. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend checking it out. And that's Rebel Rising. Yes, Rebels Rising. Mm. Cool. Well, I've um, we've only had a couple of days, and so I've gone back. Because there's been a bit of a thing that's happened this week. A friend of mine from uh, America, Ryan Wells, posted this thing about... Uh, list your favorite oh, mo- yes. m- list your favorite movies with the first letter of your name, and so I went through that with my entire name. Uh, uh, Jan joined in. I did. Mm-hmm. Sandro it's has really yet hard. to do it. No, it's on my Facebook page. I did fa- but you didn't. Put oh, it on my page. you didn't come. No, I put, I made my own post. Oh, went rogue. But wow. I shared your post. Yes, you did. Yes, so you did. Yeah, you did see that. Yeah. Actually, yes, I did remember that. Um, Facebook. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> it's more like a tiff. Some tension. All right, tempsion? I'll put it in yours now. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> um, but I was listing mine, and I had one B, and I was there going, which Batman do I put? I was going to put Batman Begins, but then I went... Batman Maybe. versus Superman. That's mm. definitely the best one. Batman, well, I was Batman that, but there's Superman. Batman, but there's something in <laughs> which Batman one? Be- uh, I, but I ended I was up, joking. I'm there going, Batman Begins, or do I put um, uh, Batman Returns? I'm going, what mm. is my favorite Batman? And then I remembered, I went... My favorite f- movie of Batman that's been done is Batman Under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. which is the the DC yep, animated yeah. director DVD video. And so I was thinking about that when, yeah, that's for me the perfect representation of Batman, voice wise, story wise. They updated a bit, you know, taking the story of the death of Jason Todd and his ultimate resurrection. Spoilers. Um, and so I started watching that again. Oh, yes. Um, I've been watching it on and off the last couple of days whenever I've got a free 15, 20 minutes. And you think the flow of a movie needs to get you emotionally invested. I was watching some, like the ending of it this morning before I came here, and I was in tears before I came here. Aww. Just how it hits. It's so beautifully yeah. done. The cast is incredible. Um, the animation style is great. It's a really serious story. It's one of my favorite Jokers of all time, done by John DiMaggio as the yeah, Joker. Yeah. Is solid. He is great. He's, mm. Yeah, he is for me second to uh, Mark Hamill, and he's only done it once. Yeah, his Joker is beautiful. Um, Bruce Greenwood as Batman is good. Uh, Jason Eckers from um, that's right, yeah, from Supernatural. He, he does and the voice of he does um, uh, Jason Todd, and is very good. Um, Doogie Howser, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is Dick Grayson. He's great, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful cast. They're all good. I love it. I give it two thumbs up. So um, yeah, no, that's my favorite out of all of them as well. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, what we've been consuming lately, Christmas and Nerdwise. Uh, let's move on to the headlines. And there's been headlines. 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 I've just went through puberty. <laughs> and the big one. They've been, they've been doing teasers for this trailer oh, for right, the last week. If we go straight off the bat, can we talk about it straight away? Yes, yeah, can we get it over just, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last episode, but they've released yeah the full trailer for uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I don't need to see the film now, is all I can say. Yeah, you mentioned that. The trailer yeah. gives everything away, and I'm sick of it. Like, I don't know if you, if everyone's watched it, but if you haven't, skip ahead. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the moment where this is the Spinosaurus is about to eat them, and then the T-Rex saves them. It's like, couldn't you just have left that 
for us to discover in the sh- like don't give away all these moments yeah. that are meant to be like suspenseful because I'm going to know what's going to happen. Okay. And I know the idea is that now the T-Rex is there so they're going to get eaten by the T-Rex but I love dinosaurs so I will see this film and I will like love it because it's, because it's Jurassic Park mm. but I just I'm sick of trailers like this and now I know why you don't watch them Sandro yep. because there's you just don't know if it's going to be this 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 trailer is is the anti-trailer. It does everything a trailer. It does the opposite of what it's a trailer a should film. do. It does not excite you. It gives away too much, mm. and it because um, I was le- getting quite excited in the lead up to it because they're releasing all these videos. And the new director who's come on board um, uh, has gone for he wants more practical dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. they brought they brought back more animatronic because I'm not sure if they used any yeah. animatronics in Jurassic World the first um. one or just very minimal. I can't remember, remember yeah. them doing any practical stuff. So no. I was excited that they brought back the practical dinosaurs because that works so well to actually see the humans touch yep. and you can, you can see them move. And just that practical stuff was so beautifully uh, incorporated in the original uh, uh, Jurassic Park and in the other ones as well. But um, just watching it, it just took sucked all the joy and excitement out of me. There's a darker tone. Very dark. Um, I miss uh, Fat Pratt every, <laughs> every, every time I see... There was I a s- moment where um, the, the, the scene, the image or scene, they showed us the whole scene, where he comes face to face with Blue again. Yeah. He didn't look real. He looked like a potato. <laughs> I was like, have, have they CGI'd Chris Pratt into this film? Did he die and I didn't know? Like, rewatch it. It looks like... His eyes don't have enough depth or something they've done with his face yeah. or he's or that he's put way too much makeup on and I was like, You don't look real. I mm-hmm. think okay. I think while he lost all that weight, he lost a bit of his soul as well. Maybe. Wow. I see I <laughs> I disagree. Guardians is amazing. True. I love Guardians. Like, I think if he's working with the right director, that's yeah. the thing. Cause, yeah, and like the right team as well, because he didn't work with Jennifer Lawrence one bit in Passengers and um, I'm just not a fan of Bryce Dallas Howard in general and outside of her Black Mirror episode mm. Um, mm. yeah see I've forgotten everything about this trailer yeah so it's interesting that you say that it that it felt like it spoiled everything because I don't remember anything aside from a volcano and blue returning and a really boring scene in a bar oh and the yeah. Jeff Goldblum voiceover so, I'm sorry <laughs> do not use that line again ever oh my gosh how I, heard, can... I, like, oh, I know where this is going is that even on the is, is that the is that on the poster as well the teaser poster they've got Just life has found that, a way that, or something that line Maybe. is so integral to yeah. the first film and I get that they do it for, to make people go ah oh, he said it it's Jeff Goldblum he's back but like just let it be because it's it's Mm. I got really upset. But from all I, accounts, Goldblum's only there for one scene. Yeah, yeah I doubt this line's going to show up in the film. Yeah. You and reckon? That, I hope so. And they, I mean, I hope it doesn't. It's happened, it happened with the last Jurassic World film as well. They cut out so many like one-liners from the trailer. Um, and so that one scene of him in the courtroom, that's all he's going to be in the film. It's going to be a token nod to the past. There's going to be no interactions with any of the other guys. It's going to be a boring thing. And for me, I love dinosaurs too. And you know what I don't want to see? I don't want to see Dinosaurs running away from volcanoes. I don't want to see them drowning. I don't want to see them drowning. That scene where sheep they fall in the water, and then I was like, "Uh oh, megalodon's coming!" No, all the dinosaurs fall like that. Bomby knocker dinosaur, I forget his name, can't (laughs) swim. That one, I don't think can swim. No, Mm -hmm. they can't swim. I don't. I don't want to. I want them to. 
be killed because that's evolution, but I don't want to see them drowning. Yeah. <laughs> it that's can't, not the way I want I them want to them go. To, it, I want them to live out a happy, peaceful life <laughs> on that island and die of natural also, causes. Mm. How have the pterodactyls not just flown to another place by now? That's got to be in there somewhere. Is there a, like yeah. under the dome situation? Probably. Like, or, or maybe they get why. to a certain day and go, oh, it's just, it's just too far. It's too far. Oh, <laughs> I'm a sprinter. I'm not a marathoner. Like, they covered that in the first, there's no pterodactyls in the first film, but they covered that with the idea that they... If they leave, if they don't get their injection, they die after a certain amount of time, like 24 hours oh, or something. Yeah. They have that fail safe. I, yeah, I remember that. But then they're in yeah, the third film, and that's not – it's a different island. Oh, no, they go back to the first island in the third film. Anyway. Um, in the third one, no, they go to a – No, it's the same one. It's the same – so the fir- is second well, film no, is Isla, Isla Sauna. And so they don't go to Isla, Isla – I, I So Isla Sauna is the first film. Then Isla Nubla is the second film, Nobla or whatever. And the third film, they go back to Isla Sauna. Oh, right. Okay. There's a key moment where the the Billy or whoever was the, the sidekick for Sam Neill goes, we're on Isla Sauna, not, not Isla uh, Minor yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> and they go, which one's which? I can't remember. Just, no wonder um, No wonder William H. Macy is confused. I'm confused. <laughs> and uh, uh, What's the second film called? Um Lost World. The Lost, Lost World, World is a different island. Yes, I yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then so when they go back, and then Jurassic mm. World is also on the first one because they go into the the original. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's right. Center. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, and this um, one is based in that same, same vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I would love a dis- explanation why the pterodactyls haven't just like invaded the rest of the world. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's just Chris mm. Pratt in the Jurassic films because he is so serious. Yeah, he and even when he plays the whole gags of making fun of Bryce Dallas Howard, it's so <laughs> smug, and, and I'm just there going, oh, I just want Andy to look at the screen and go, oh, <laughs> but that's just me. Hung up on oh, Andy dear. there, Rob. I am. I'm so hung up. So on I have Andy. a lot of feelings about Jurassic Park in general, as it is one of my favorite films. So um, as I said, I'll still see it. And I'll probably mm-hmm. love it. We'll all see it together. See it together. <laughs> we will go see it together. But I don't yeah. want to see dinosaurs drowning. That's all. No, yeah. that that really that really upset me. It kind of feels like a mixture of a really bad uh, disaster film. I don't yeah. think I've said this in the podcast but before. All disaster films are bad. Yeah. And except <laughs> Dante's Peak. Um, yeah. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. I was going to say um, Poseidon Adventure, the uh, original. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, this seems like Ice Age. One of them meets a really bad disaster film, and I frankly do not care for it. Do not care for it. So, because uh, I particularly love the fact it's it's something that Spielberg purposefully did. He made such a point of it in the original Jurassic Park. You never see a gun fired, no. and you never see a Only dinosaur a- hit by a bullet, and that happens in all three. But there's a key moment where the like. Um, Bob Beck's character has the gun, but he's taken down by the Raptors. And when you see uh, Sam Neill pick it up, you purposely never see him actually. You hear the gunshots, yeah. and you see the gun drop, but you never see the actual moment of it, which is beautifully shot, and it's so telling. As much as the animal is a threat, we don't want to see it no. get hurt. No, and I absolutely love that. So it doesn't become the computer I mean, they game. do get a fly kick in the face in the second one by the girl when she's doing the gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> she whacks that raptor in the face. Oh, anyway. Dear. So I'm not inspired. We'll see. Yeah. I think we saw those weird car ball things from the first one they again. Are back. They're not going to get Jimmy Fallon back in, are they? That was weird. Did, no. Do you think they'll do that? No, oh, unless the screen like starts up again. Because it doesn't look like it's working. Yeah. No. It might but, flick on. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's being pushed around and rolled around, so there's yeah. some sort of. Because I've seen it's the like behind a the scenes. It's like a dinosaur soccer game. 
There's a beautiful thing in the um, the behind the scenes trailer where they've set up like a mini roller coaster mm. with a camera on the pod and it's got uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and the new actor in it rolling around, so it's going to be involved in some way. Okay, but yeah. Um, anyway, we had oh, a lot well, to say about that. A lot of stuff to say about it. We will. Uh, that's June. Yes, from memory. So uh, right after Avengers, we'll all be burnt out and uh, and go oh, everyone will be dead and Han Solo as well and then go see uh, and then so go we see, see this one. so Solo Infinity War Infinity War Solo Solo and, and, then, then, and, and then this um, and probably some other films as well next up Sandro um oh right yeah. <laughs> sorry I'm really out of it today uh, if you I just came back from doing a long shift on radio um, uh, yes uh, that's, uh, that's Triple J Sandro Feltro <laughs> damn it you've got to <laughs> Uh, just, just so, just if you just tuned in now, this is uh, we're on la- we're on air with uh, Sandra Felcher from Triple J. <laughs> That's right, um, a man of the peoples, <laughs> Sandra Felcher. Um, all right, we're this- just very jealous. That's all. <laughs> this- I'm very old. I'll never be on Triple J. <laughs> this is massive news, absolutely massive. So we were talking about it last week um, for like ten something minutes. <laughs> um. It's been floating around for a while that Fox is selling off a bunch of their properties because uh, they want to focus on news and sports. Fake news. Fake um, news. And, uh, and one of those is, of course, all their superhero characters, which they bought from Marvel, going to be going back to Marvel. And it's just been confirmed that it's happening. Yeah. Wood, yeah. Wood. It's yeah. happening. It's happening. We're actually, like, this is real. This is, <laughs> this is not a drill. Um... Uh, the all the mutants from uh, the X Men universe, mm-hmm. Deadpool, well, Fantastic yes. well, Four, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the article that you linked to us from, for some reason, started with "Sorry, Deadpool, X Men find new home at Disney." Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds came out with a post and went, "Ah, yeah. oh, what the heck? <laughs> I can't swear properly all the time." If Disney want to make money. They're going to like. Allow it. They're not going to censor Deadpool. No, there's no. <laughs> and if they do, it's going to be it's going to be met to very negative outcries. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you were saying <laughs> um, and uh, fantastic for all this type of mm-hmm. stuff. And so there's been a lot of talk about uh, Kevin Feige how vague he's being about C- uh, about Phase Four, and now we know why. It's he did the exact same thing with being vague about whether Spider Man was coming back into mm-hmm. Civil War until he had everything confirmed with Sony. Now he's got everything confirmed. With this, and there's going. I'm sure by the end of the year or the start of the new year, he is going to be all out going. This is our phase four, which will be bang, fantastic four in the '60s, bang, oh, so good. How um uh, the X Men world is going to be reincorporated. Yeah, uh, all this type of stuff is going to be released, and uh, that's what their phase four is going to be. Yeah, I had an idea in the shower the other day. <laughs> oh, hello. <Woo>! Um. <laughs> That phase four, because they're aiming to do three films a year, mm. um, and we already know that we're going to get Homecoming 2, Guardians 3, and now these other films. It would be really cool if they do one movie set on Earth, one movie in space, and then one flashback film every single year. Because mm-hmm. y- you could do Fantastic Four. I'd love to see like the classic X-Men animated series as well in the 60s or 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um there's just so many opportunities. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be filling out their world within the time. And, you know, uh, Captain Marvel with 
uh, Brie Larson is going to be the start of that by going set in the 90s and then she comes back for uh, Infinity War 2 sorry Secret War um, <laughs> where so, everyone dies <laughs> everyone dies again Sandro um, prediction <laughs> everyone's gonna die so yeah it's very exciting it's actually happening um, and yeah Marvel has got all their babies back mm, well aside from Hulk they still don't own the proper rights to make a solo Hulk film because Universal still Technically, I think own we that. need that. We need them to get Hulk back because we need a good Hulk film. But then after yeah, but that, you have, but yeah, I I don't think we need a good Hulk film. No, I don't want one. Yeah, uh, well, Hulk, Hulk. Yeah, Hulk does well with you know others. in other films. He yeah, plays yeah. well with others. He plays. great I well. have to say, when it came out, I loved the first Hulk film, the Eric Banner one. Eric Banner I thought it was great. Then I rewatched it and I was like. <laughs> now yeah. I hate it, but for some reason I think it was because it was the Hulk. Like it was the first Hulk film. What about the Edward Norton one? I've seen it. You've never seen because it because I just don't like the Hulk. <laughs> you well. should see Sandro's face right now. His his eyebrows literally hit. Why? Through. Well, 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 because uh, there is this um, meme going around where if you start watching one Marvel film every single week, starting the first week of January. Be caught up by Infinity War. We're gonna do it. We should I think do it. We should yeah. do it. Yeah, because we know how easy it is for us to organize time to get into a studio. <laughs> they now just need to actually put them all on Netflix for me because I'm lazy and I don't want to buy it. <laughs> or we get into. I own them all. It's fine. Okay, sweet. Or we get into the studio <laughs> two hours. Me, <laughs> we get into the studio two hours early on a Saturday. We yeah. watch it here. There's a pretty good 4K screen on that. So. <gasps> studio movie night. Studio movie night. <laughs> Um, but this is great. This is amazing news. Now all we need is uh, from for them to properly incorporate all the TV stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then everything will be uh, everything will be perfect. You can finally get your your mind fuck of a team up, which is Punisher oh. and uh, Spider Man, Spider Man and Deadpool and Daredevil and. Uh, and may as well throw Spider Woman in there as well because she, uh, <laughs> she shows up a bit. Um, so yeah, that is huge news. Uh, more huge news in the in the world of Star Trek. So you brought this up right at the end of um, probably the episode last week, yeah. and I don't know about Jen, I didn't believe you. I just I didn't flat out I was like, went, yeah, "There is no way this is happening." You but gotta believe old man Lloyd. Ladies it's and... it's been confirmed. Quentin Tarantino is doing a Star Trek movie. I am. Oh, I'm so up for that. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be, but I'm going to love it. He's been trying to get a franchise for years. He put it out there years ago going, give me a Bond. I'll be fine with a Bond. I'm not going to mess with the franchise. I'll be great. He'll mess with it. Those phases will be not set to stun at (laughs) any one stage in that film. Yeah. Um, So he's doing his Charles Manson film, uh, which is getting released 2019. So this will probably happen sometime after that. Also, it's going to be R-rated in America, which means you've got F-bombs, you've got... A lot of blood. Full on. All the sex. All the... Nudes, All sex, the violence. Guns, violence, death. What terror. is this movie going to be? Because that's pretty much everything Star Trek is not. It, you know what I'm yeah. thinking? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking what they're going to go um, Mirror Universe. They're going to go all the evil beards. Mm. The evil the timeline. Evil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, the darkest, darkest timeline. timeline. Yeah. Well, um... Jinx. What's his name? Picard says that he does want to do it. He wants to be in Picard! It. So Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Oh my god, he would fucking. I would live. Oh my god, he would. Oh, I want this right now. My new favorite film is coming. (laughs) This is gonna be great. Yeah, if they go soundtrack, will be fucking awesome. Oh (laughs) yes, Tarantino soundtracks are always really good. Although that's my one problem with Star Trek is real world music. Yeah, Yeah, but if you're already fucking with it, go all out. But I'm the biggest Tarantino fan as well. So if Picard is gonna be straight up. 
I'm not going to use that word. Having some fun times, nudity with someone, <laughs> you may as well just go all out. Yeah, yeah, go all out, bring them all that in. That holodeck is going to be <laughs> just, just it's gonna porn. Be, it, it's going to be like an episode of CSI at the end of it. Don't bring the don't bring the black light in. Oh my god! Oh, in the holodeck. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! How do you even get at that on the roof? Dun, 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 dun. Dana, what are you doing? Oh, Dana. One thing about Tarantino that I love as well is he has constantly pushed all his films are in the same universe. <laughs> well, that yeah. included with Star oh, Trek. If, if he comes, if, um, if he shows up as a really bad Aussie accented Goddard. cowboy, Goddard. <laughs> he turns up as mud or something. <laughs> oh, I'm not against that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be great. So I'm like, you know, that's oh, yeah. so ridiculous. Tarantino is mud. I really that's want a good that. choice, yeah. I want it. Anyway, for more Star Trek opinions, last episode we reviewed yeah. Discovery. You haven't heard yet, so I'll check that out. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, next up, next up, um, Ryan Johnson has confirmed mm-hmm. that uh, his new trilogy will not be uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That's right. Which we, we decided probably was the case. Yeah. yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah. I mean... Look, I think everyone wants something in the Old Republic, um, but uh, I just don't think a movie trilogy is the right place for it. And also, it makes sense that he'd want to push the franchise forward. And you know, we yeah. haven't. And when Instead it comes to adapting computer games into the films, films, it's comics and books as well, Rob. <laughs> I am aware of that. But they've also done comic books of Tomb Raider, and they've also done comic books of Mario. That's fair. And enough. they've done and the new Tomb Raider film. Looks all right. Looks though. all right. <laughs> Wait till it comes out. Always get burnt with those comic books. <laughs> they draw us in because we go, maybe this will be the one that will change. Maybe this will be the one that changes. It's an abusive relationship we all have <laughs> as nerds with uh, computer game adaptions. We always, this time it'll be better. This time this it'll time be different. Mm. And it never is. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Oh. No. Hitman. Oh. No. Super Mario Brothers. No, <laughs> Tomb Raider one Shrub, and two. Okay. No, so let's. Move. I still had fun with those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Films. More Star Wars news. This is very exciting. From the awesome to the what the fuck. <laughs> um, uh, uh, um, yeah. Do we start with the what the fuck or do we start with the awesome? What do you think, Jen? <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Um, <laughs> so in an interview. Um, because he's currently uh, doing some press stuff for the film that is our artist, Tommy Wiseau, director and star of The Room, um, apparently wants to direct a Star Wars movie. I haven't seen The Room. I haven't seen The Disaster Artist. I've seen a couple of interviews with him. I don't know much about him, but I know I don't want this film. <laughs> <laughs> but a little bit somewhere inside my fucked up heart, I kind of want it. Yeah. And, uh, 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 I'm you're there, I'm you're thinking, breaking me apart, Leah. <laughs> oh. oh, hi, Chewie. He can, do the, he can do Old Republic. Give it to uh, me. No, Give no, him the Old Republic. I'm thinking he should do in the same style as the room he gets the cantina. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's all shot in the cantina. Bad bad CGI background of Moss Eisley, and it's always, you know, just trailing You'd be shot. dead. <laughs> oh, that Focus was... on Bumface and Bung Eye. Now, that's not a bad idea. That's buddy cop film. Buddy cop buddy film. Cop <laughs> <laughs> Bummy cop film. <laughs> Bungy cop film. Am I right? Uh, uh, 
Just um, the idea of uh, Wazow doing a movie is I think, uh, stuff. We could probably leave that bit of news there. <laughs> I don't think it needs to be any. But this would be exciting if they actually get the next piece of awesome news. Yeah. Um, Kathleen Kennedy has indirectly mm. invited Taika Waititi to join the Star Wars universe. Taika! My lord and saviour, Taika! Oh, imagine, and, and it would he, be hilarious. He has got the accent, so I'm thinking he could play a clone. Ooh. Oh, he could. Oh, He's no good to me, did. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand nerds just had a heart attack oh. and they're not or sure why. he could play Boba Fett. Oh. <gasps> Sorry, that's not my <laughs> <laughs> I need to go toilet. Um. Jen gives that three bangs on the table. Taika Waititi as Boba Fett. He's not mean enough, yeah. but I like it. Like Boba Fett takes his helmet off, and he's just this like just kind. Just, just, imagine, just imagine that's the that's his. I'm um, just trying to make money. That's his changing process. He gets he gets spat out of um, the pit of cartoon, yes. and he's like, that's and he's it. Changed, I can't that's, do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I've got to feed my family. I've got I've got I've got to start a family. So it's just him. He's a nice girl. Or guy, whatever. Yeah. And they and they have a family. Yeah. And he has issues with his kids, and so they have to reunite. <laughs> and they go oh. on an adventure. They go on an adventure together. Yeah. We can write this film. Let's do this film. Um, if anyone's got contact with Tyker, let us know. Um, we're going to hit him up. Uh, that would be great. That would Please be put awesome. Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah. And he's, yeah. A, he's someone who knows how to work within the system using his style. Yeah. It didn't really work with... Um, uh, uh, the guys on Miller and Lord. Miller and Phil and Lord. Completely different thing. To... <laughs> We're gonna be royals. Older and royals. That's a different Lord. Lord should totally be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Another Kiwi. Just bringing all the Kiwis. <laughs> Sam Neill should get a role. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Peter and, Jackson um, could direct one. Russell Crowe. Um, Russell Crowe. No. I always forget his name, but the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, Ricky Baker. That's just Ricky Baker. That's Ricky his Baker. Name. <laughs> his name's Ricky Baker from now on. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. More Batman news. Who would have thought that, yes, we are close to um, saying goodbye to Ben Affleck? And but are we? Yeah, so we got two conflicting, well, not necessarily conflicting reports, but really messy reports that mess with the whole continuity. Um, so Matt Reeves is looking to recast Ben Affleck in The Batman, the mm. upcoming solo film mm. that Affleck was originally going to write and direct. Then oh, he... sorry. I was like, he's in the solo film? <laughs> Wait, what? What, what? Han Solo's mother's name is Martha? Come, continue, Sandra. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <sighs> everyone's mother's name is Martha. <laughs> We're my best friends. <laughs> and the room's being changed to Aunt Mather. Mather. Oh, uh, dear. Um, yeah, so he's looking to recast Affleck. Apparently he wants John Hamm, which will completely throw continuity out. We had a talk about this yesterday. Enough. I think continuity, we can forget about continuity from now on. Continuity yeah. in the DC oh, world John is going to be... John but oh, he's a bit of Hamm, isn't he? I love him. He's yeah, good I don't know. He's hit and miss for me sometimes. Ooh. Sometimes I, I just don't like his face. Oh, I like okay. a lot of his TV stuff. Yes, I think the only good film he's been in recently is probably Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Oh, he was so good in that. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, he could be a good Nightwing. I just feel like he's a bit too old. This is, this is one thing. I want him Personally. to be the old Batman. I want him to be old Batman. You want, want him to 
I want because you're doing the continuity thing about going what's going to happen next. I think if they do Flashpoint, they need to get um, oh yeah, they need to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan back to play Batman in the Flashpoint universe. Because those of you that don't know, in the Flashpoint story, um, massive uh, spoilers for the animated film and comic. By the way, yeah. <laughs> the, com- the the animated film is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Barry Allen realizes that everything he can go back in time and save his mum and that will you know make his life better but what it does is it indirectly causes his universe to change and it becomes the darkest timeline pretty yeah. much uh, so dark. Uh, so dark. the amazonians and the um atlanteans are fighting the humans uh in this alternative universe oh uh, superman is being used as a a, a toy by mm. the government uh and in this universe uh, in Crime Alley, Joe Chill actually killed Bruce. So Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and, and Martha becomes, becomes the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. That scene is so terrifying. Oh, it's mm. horrifying. Where she's like crying and then laughing. And then, and then laughing. you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Batman in this universe, Thomas becomes absolutely like he kills, mm-hmm. he has He's guns. Great, yeah. He's horrifying. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is perfect. Perfect yeah. for the darkest timeline. Yeah. yeah. So then we springboard into, so if we're keeping with continuity, we do that. And then when Barry changes it, um, back to the way it should be. We've got a new Batman, and okay. that could be that could be the secret reveal of the new Batman. But it looks yeah. like the Batman movie is coming out before this because that's, Ma- that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Although they did say that if Justice League <laughs> is a success in the box office, <laughs> there's the, no if about it. No. No. Um, uh, then Flashpoint will happen. Now Flashpoint might not happen, but Affleck is expected to be in Flashpoint if it does happen. But yes, it looks like a case of I think they're just going to re-hit the continuity, start fresh. There's a lot of rumours going that Matt Reeves is going to be kicking in the DC universe now being more Batman-centric mm-hmm. Which universe. makes, yeah, because there's so many Batman-type films uh, in the works as well. So, yeah. so yes. Um, but yeah, I, my main thing is please keep Batman old. Make him a mentor. Agree. Make him that, yeah. you know, we've seen enough of the young mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. And I think we need the Robin uh, from The Dark Knight Returns, the younger uh, female Robin from memory. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I would love to see Carrie. that as well right. to come into uh, the Batman. I think would be cool. Yeah. Ah, oh, well. Now, <laughs> <laughs> what's this about uh, Marvel's uh, Rising Secret Warriors animated film? What is this all about? Yeah, Sandra? so I was going to put this in the speed round, but there's just so mu- I'm on the page now. There is so much to talk about. Um, so Marvel haven't done an animated film in a very long time, and none of them have been that great. No. Um, the but- DC animated films are always of a high standard, even yeah. if the stories are a bit meh. But um, but this one's looking pretty good. It's called Marvel Heroes Secret Warriors, uh, and it's going to take all these amazing characters. I've got the full list here. You got Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, so the two Marvel characters. Uh, wait, the, you, you know what I mean. Um, you've also got uh, Miss America, Squirrel, Gro- uh, Squirrel Girl, Skrillex. You've got yes. Let's get a Skrillex animation. Um. Quake, who will be played by Chloe Bennett, who plays Quake in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I Mm -hmm. think is quite cool. Also got Spider-Gwen, which I'm very excited about, Inferno, Patriot, and Exile, Tippy, Toe, and Lockjaw, and Halla is the villain. So it's this massive team-up animated film expecting to come out um, mid to, like, around early to mid next year. Direct home release, or is it going to be in the cinema? Um... I, it doesn't say. I think they might try U.S. cinemas. Yeah. I don't think we'll get it down here. But um, I thought 
I thought it was a pretty cool bit of news. Um, and I'm excited because that's a great, great lineup mm. as well. That's a whole bunch of great, really strong characters. Um, and it'd be great to see them all on screen. Also, it'd be good to see a good animation of Lockjaw because Inhumans was in watch was completely unwatchable. <laughs> Inhumans was inwatchable. <laughs> inwatchable. Hebrew. Hebrew. Um, so we want to do the last couple of speed round, or have you got speed round uh, stuff to? Uh, yeah, through? let's do the speed round. Cool. Um, okay. First up, Ryan Reynolds. Is Detective Pikachu? Fuck yes! <laughs> Fuck off! Hell yes! <laughs> Next up, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is saying that her experience on the latest uh, X Men film, uh, Dark Phoenix, is the most fun she's had on there. Yeah, um, sure. What are we feeling about? Um, Good for her the next uh, chapter in this uh, X-Men universe before it goes over. You know how I feel about X-Men, so I've got Yeah. I think this is going to be the last one now that the deal's gone through. Yeah. But Jennifer Lawrence has always been my favourite part about all these films, so that's good. Um, Also, she's, like, a good... Like, she's the leader of the team now, which is weird, but anyway. um, More speed round, but she also said that she hates the X-Men franchise (laughs) and only returned because the director pushed her into it and the fans were, like, come back, so she said, sure. Yeah, because she had no... (laughs) She had... Her contract was only for those first three. Yeah. So there was no reason for her to come back. So it's very interesting that she's saying she was kind of pressured into it Mm. for the fans as well, which is kind of a... And those two interviews came out in the same week. Yeah. Like the same two days, actually. So I don't know. Look, she's fine. She'll do that and then she'll just move on to be incredible in everything that she does, even bad films like passengers because mm. she's just outstanding next uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Singer the man who was uh, in charge of uh, the X-Men universe X-Men 1 and 2 and then was brought back for um, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse mm-hmm. has been directing a biopic of uh, Queen and he has not been showing up on set since Thanksgiving for weird reasons, like he has problems with his family. He wanted to get time off to go see his sick dad or mum, but other people saying this is cu- coming out at a time when all these Harvey Weinstein mm. allegations are happening, yep. and there has been accusations in the past about uh, his behaviour, especially with underage men. Uh, so, and now he's officially been fired, mm-hmm. and they've got... Uh, I'm really excited. His replacement is absolutely amazing, Dexter Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything he's done. Can uh, you jog my memory? Uh, he was in uh, a TV series called um, uh, Press Gang. Okay. As an actor, Press Gang, which was done by Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Uh, Julia Sawala was in it. He's hmm. gone on. He's been an actor in a couple of uh, Matthew Vaughan films. Oh, he was okay. in Kick-Ass and he was in Stardust. And he directed uh, Sunshine on Leith, okay. which is a Scottish film musical based on all the songs by the Proclaimers. Okay, so he's done <laughs> yeah. that kind of biopic yeah. type, type, um, type of thing. And uh, what, do you, what was the other film he directed? Uh, someone will remind me. He, a wonderful director, actor, moved into direction. Okay, cool. He's coming in, stepping in to finish off this film. Sounds good. While allegations have now started the surface of um, Brian Singer's behaviour and I hope he is... Uh, uh, they pursue that and yep. so that he can he should have his career should have ended years ago yes, basically so, even though Days of Future Past is a pretty good film yes um, but that does not excuse but, his but it, so, it does not what do we think about a queen film in one sentence speed round what do we think about a queen film Jen I'd like one hmm. the guy they've cast as Freddie Mercury is incredible yep. yeah he looks perfect and I'm excited for this yep to be honest with you now what's uh, <laughs> what's this about the new Tomb Raider game oh yeah you, you are the games man tell us about that uh, we got no footage no pictures no title but there is going to be a new Tomb Raider game 
I just put it in there because I love Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's coming off the back of um, uh, what's it? What was? It's a big conference. I don't have the name the name in front of me. A lot of games were uh, were announced. Including a World War Z game, which looks terrible. Um, <laughs> but one of them that looks really good is Tomb Raider, even though all we got was... Uh, that announcement. J- just a, just an announcement. Now, but do we know what stuff. type of... Is it going to be like the most recent Tomb yeah, Raider game? It'll be uh, the third game in the, in the new series. In this prequel series? They're not really... I guess or, you could or call rebooting them or They're, it's like it's like a dark realistic reboot. Sure. Um and it's really good. The film could go either way, but uh the games so far have been amazing. And finally, I you know, this topic has been going around for ages, but let's just keep it short. Um uh JK Rowling has officially uh, made a announcement about Johnny Depp's casting. There's been massive outcries from the fans going recast him for Fantastic Beast 2: Trials of Grindelwald because of uh issues with him with his uh, behaviour with uh, his now ex-wife Amber Heard and allegations of domestic abuse and stuff like that the fans have been so strong in their uh, push for him to be recast that the director David Yates has had to come out with an official statement Warner Brothers themselves have come out with an official statement and JK has finally broken her silence and her statement has been met with um disappointment because it seems to be a bit of a nothing thing she just says everything is there in the official statement and um, Mm. I'm really excited to have Johnny Depp on Um, and so she's kind of uh, let the fans down a bit what are our um, uh, short thoughts on um, JK's statements Sandra Um, I don't care about this film to begin with and just having Johnny Depp in there is even more reason not to care. just even more reason to just not see it because mm. he hasn't done anything good uh, since Pirates Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of J.K. Rowling's um, statement, she's always been quite outspoken and, mm. and it's always been there to stand up for the right, the right people. In my opinion, so it is a disappointment. Oh, yeah, yeah, for her to, to back out. Big yeah. disappointment. Yeah, for I me. really haven't liked her social media presence at all. Like ever since the YouTube stuff came out as well, where she was just bagging YouTubers for absolutely no reason, doing no research on it. Um, yeah, I've been really disappointed with her this year, to be completely honest with you. No, I... But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. This, this, is, this, this has been the final straw for me. I was a big advocate of the Fantastic <laughs> Beast films. I was a little bit suspicious that they've still gone ahead with him. Um, but this has really tainted my view of the Harry Potter world, especially the cinematic universe, and of J.K., so my excitement about uh, Fantastic Beast 2 has dropped off. So, um, yeah, sad way to finish off our headlining news. Um, but let's go on to our main topic. Our main topic, <laughs> which is going to be a lot bright and cheery. We're going to talk about um, our favourite... Christmas! Films. <laughs> that was so and good. TV shows. And TV shows as well. Yeah, yeah I've got a couple TV of those yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, start off. Uh, Jan? Kick us in, kick us in. What's what, what's um? Let's go one at a time. We've got a little bit of time to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> a little um, bit of time. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a list, but um, <laughs> it's changed. So I have a tradition every year on Christmas Eve with my brother. We watch The Polar Express. Right. It's a bad film. The animation's <laughs> not great. It, it's but I love it. It's just I don't know for some reason this is a film we watch every Christmas Eve. Um, I'm going to leave it at that, but that's just something that we do. Um, yeah, I've... for me, I was too old when it first came out. So when it came out, it wasn't something I grew up. Oh, mm. neither did I. Yeah. But I, I just discovered it, and okay. I saw. I think I saw yeah. it might have seen it at cinemas. I just, just I don't know, 
stuck with me and that just became what we watched every yeah. year and so mm. it's become a thing. Okay. Um, rewatched The Grinch last year. Wasn't overly... I <laughs> uh, wasn't... It's not as funny as I remember, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I found my new favourite Christmas film last year. Uh, my partner introduced it to me. It's called A Christmas Story. Um, it's not very big here. Not many people know about it. It's massive in the US. So every year they do a... I think it's on Christmas Eve or the 23rd. They, they play it 24 hours straight on one channel. Oh, wow. This, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the story of a young boy called Ralphie, and all he wants for Christmas, and to quote, is a red ri- a red rider carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock and the thing that tells the time. And the whole story is about he wants this BB gun for Christmas. His mum says he'll, he'll shoot his eye out. But all, it's this, this beautiful story about him wanting this gun for Christmas um, and trying to convince his parents to get it for him. Um, and it's narrated by himself but as an adult. Ah. So it's an adult narrator that is Ralphie. And the, it's just you don't get films like that where it's narrated by – it's like a flashback narrated by the adult but speaking like a child, yeah. like the way that kids speak. And it's just – it's great if you can get hold of it. When was it done? When was it? Uh, let me find out for is you. Is it I set in the fifties but shot modern, or was it? That's a really good question. Um, let's just do a bit of just bear with me a moment. I've got not great internet <laughs> happening in here. Um, but yeah, I'd never heard of it, and my partner was like, "It's my favorite Christmas film." I was like, "Well, we better watch it then." Mm. It is fucking hilarious. The hilarious. dad, the yeah, it's it's a comedy. The dad in it, there's a, a scene, maybe you've seen the images of the kid getting his tongue stuck to a pole. Oh, yes. Um, Ralph is this little nerdy kid with glasses and I think it's a bit, you know. A Christmas um, story? 1983? That's the one. Um, his dad is played by Darren McAvan, the old man, Parker, and he's just like the classic 50s dad always reading the paper but and um, swears a lot and it's just, yeah. Right. Definitely worth a watch. Um, I'll watch it again this Based year. Based on Gene Shepard's semi-fictional uh, anecdotes mm. in his 1966 book, In God We Trust, all other uh, pay cash. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so, yeah, really funny. Um, just just a whole lot of fun, really. Nice. Um, Excellent. Yeah, that's my... And then um, a few um, of my favourite Christmas TV shows. I love all the community Christmas episodes. Um, yeah. And mm. yeah, they're good. Yeah, some of the Fraser Christmas episodes as well. <laughs> I just love a Christmas theme in anything, so I'm like pretty easy to please when it comes awesome. to Christmas. Okay, so. Very nice. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sandra? What Christmas? Uh, yeah, I know you're the Scrooge of the yep. group. Um, so, what do you do to get your Christmas on? I mean, there are a few pretty good ones. Um, from memory, every film Shane Black has ever made uh, pops up because they're all kind of set around Christmas. Right. Um, like Nice Guys, Iron Man 3, even though it's not that great. Um, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang, they're all kind of set Kiss, around Kiss, Christmas. Bang, incredible. But I don't really count those as Christmas films. No. Um, I'm sure that there's one that you'll probably bring up that's a bit like that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, there's one in particular, hands down, the best, if not probably the... No, it's one of... It's easily like the top... In like the top three Christmas, why it tops it. Doctor Who: A Christmas Carol. Yeah, is perfect in every way. Here, here. Um, and uh, have you watched that one? Are you up to that one? What's that? Uh, no, because you're still up to season five of Doctor Who. Yeah. So that's, so that's at the, the end of this season. Yeah, okay. is the best Christmas special. Awesome. Of um, Doctor Who. It's a. This is great in every way. You have got great performances. Great yeah, it actually writing. Gets, it's really good. It actually makes me care about Michael Gambon, who I never like as an actor. It actually slightly makes me care about Christmas for now. <laughs> <laughs> and it has <laughs> flying sharks. It has, uh, and you know how much I love flying sharks. <laughs>
Oh, you know, Santa. <laughs> I don't want to say I know what you're getting for Christmas. but um, And there's you. a couple other pretty good uh, Doctor Who Christmas specials. And one that pops into the mind, probably the first one I ever saw, was the Black Adder Christmas Carol. Oh, <laughs> yes. I forgot Black Adder about Christmas that. Carol so funny. Yeah, which I love as well. But anyway, over Muppets you, Rob. Muppets Christmas Carol? Quick oh, thoughts. Yeah. Um, look, I don't remember my, it. My thoughts on Muppets Christmas Carol is that's the start of, in many ways, phase uh, three of the Muppet universe for me. Yeah. It's after Richard Hunt had passed away. Yeah. It's after Jim Henson had passed yeah. away. Uh, Steve Whitmire had taken over um, uh, Kermit the Frog. It's the first time uh, Brian Henson stepped up to direct. Um, and it's this new mm-hmm. phase where they went, let's put our Muppets that we know playing different people. Yeah, so oh, I okay. saw it for Which the first time. Which they never done before. Well, I think the first time last year. I think I've seen it as when I was younger. I was really bored. Uh, mm. I understand it's a really big, important film for people the generation below me. Yeah. But for me, it never really connected because for yeah. me, mm. the Muppets were Jim Henson, yep. Yep. Frank Oz, all that mm. type of stuff. And this is when they were phasing out the old and bringing in the new, which is fine. But Muppets playing other characters in this imaginary story yeah, world. Yeah, because Kermit plays um, Tiny Bob Tim's Cratchit. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so I that, don't know. I... That never hard. really connected with me. Yeah. I like seeing the Muppets in modern world. Yeah, I tried really hard to connect with it because it's one of my best friend's favourite Christmas films. Yeah. And she sat me down and she was so excited and the song started and she was so excited. And I was like, how do I tell her? <laughs> I kind of just found it boring. And yeah. it really mm. hurts when you when you don't like something that your best friend loves. It's, mm. it's a Muppet film, so I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. And Brian Henson directing it and they've got Paul Williams back doing the songs and he's a beautiful writer of songs for the Muppets. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just... I don't have that emotional investment in it. I've got, there's, a, there's a Jim Henson film I'll talk about, which I invest with. Just because Christmas for me, you connect with what your youth is, yep. what your favorite moments of that, and how I can relive that now in many ways. So I have Christmas things that didn't really aren't really mainstream successes or big hits. Like uh, Christmas Carol is been redone so many times and there's so many different versions of it like the Muppet Christmas Carol all this type of stuff but the one I really loved is actually quite panned by critics it's called Scrooge Mm -hmm. which was uh, starring Albert Finney it was done in the 70s Um, it had uh, Alec Guinness playing uh, 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 Jacob Marley hammering it up like a mofo Um, and it changes things up in a bad way so the Ghost of Christmas past isn't a ghostly ethereal youth figure it's an old (laughs) gruff lady Um, the story stretches out too long Uh, uh, the songs are actually quite good but I absolutely adore it and uh, it's one I just watched every Christmas mm. with my family. Albert Finney was really good as a great um, Ebenezer Scrooge. And they, what I really connect with is his loss of his sister, which is a big part of uh, his disconnection with Christmas because his sister sure. loved it so much. And... Um, uh, her son is his only living relative and so that when they start to connect at the end that really resonates with me done beautifully another one which I love is <laughs> Scrooged oh yeah yeah with yeah with Bill Murray yeah oh yeah. right yeah and that is absolutely amazing because Bill Murray is the perfect person to play a modern Ebenezer Scrooge yep. character um, Darren Cross or something like that when did that come out that came out a ooh, good question I was going to say 80s but yeah um, let me look it up Because from memory, that was like around the time Bill Murray started to... This is just before he went. Okay, uh, so ju- just before. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it, but, but I've heard a lot about it. Okay, Scrooge came out in 88. 
Okay. So still, yeah, him and his good one. And that's good. It's directed by uh, Richard Donner, I believe. <laughs> um, great cast. You've got Alfre Wooder in there. You've got Carol Kane. You've got um, uh, just a fabulous collection of comedic actors and dramatic actors. You've got uh, Bobcat Goldthwait in there. Um, and you've even got Bill Murray's family in there. Like his younger, bro- <laughs> his younger brother plays his younger brother uh, in the film. And to see his turnaround from this TV executive corporate um, obsessive. Karen Allen's in there from oh, yeah. Indiana Jones films. And to see him turn around at the end where they all sing Put a Little Love in Your Heart live on air, it's just amazing. It's a great and joyous film. And that really gets my heart going at the end when they're all singing Put a Little Love in Your Heart. And he's yeah. got the, the top hat with the, um, with the uh, mistletoe on it and the holly. Uh, yeah, Scrooge is a great, great, funny film. And it's, it's interesting, yeah. Sorry, go no, you go, you go. This thing is interesting that you mentioned Christmas about being, you know, you go back to what you loved growing up, and I just realised it's the Santa Claus for me. Yeah, it's a Tim, fucking the, great film. It, okay, the Santa Claus. Yeah, Tim Allen becoming Santa, going into you know the, um, the guy that plays the main um, the main elf, like the head elf. Oh, the guy who went on to do um, he was, numbers. Ten things I hate about you. It's just yeah. like it's fun. And that's what you want. My thing with that film, though, is it like it makes Santa feel like a burden. Yeah, but then he learns that it's not. And then he, and then (laughs) there's also like like members of his family like I can't wait to be Santa when I grow up, which means they're gonna kill. Oh yeah, I know that it's got its issues. (laughs) but on the surface, (laughs) don't think about it too much. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, also, for me, a huge one that I like to watch every year, if, if I can get around to it, is Die Hard. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's before. more of a film based around Christmas. There's that debate: is it a Christmas? Yeah, movie? but it does have the line, you know, now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho. And if that isn't a good Christmas line, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's a great uh, film. <laughs> Alan Rickman at Christmas is always a good idea, and it does end with "Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow." That before it moves into "Ode to Joy." Uh, but the two big ones for me, and I watch this every Christmas, and I introduced uh, Caitlin's family to it last year. I watch it every year whenever I have with my family <laughs> is uh, Merry Christmas Mr. Bean oh, it's okay. the yeah, Christmas yeah. Mr. Bean one it's got him <laughs> uh, orchestrating uh, being the uh, conductor of the uh, <laughs> the Salvation Army band which is amazing it's got him doing the nativity scene where he brings in dinosaurs and a Dalek <laughs> and all the sheep it's hilarious <laughs> he gets his head stuck in a giant turkey I can watch that every year. Uh, but my favourite one, my favourite Christmas film of all time is Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which is... Um, I'm shaking Jim, my head, sorry. Can't it's a, hear it's that on a, radio. It's a Muppet film. Okay. It's a Muppet film done in the 70s. It was filmed in uh, Canada. It went on Canadian TV, but it did air in America in the 70s. It's the first ever TV special with uh, nothing but puppet cast. Okay. It's all puppets, all uh, use of miniatures and large sets and all different types of animatronic puppetry. It's about a, a small, uh, poor family. It's uh, Emmett and his mum who just do odd jobs around to raise the money. It's getting up to Christmas. They don't. They can't afford a Christmas tree, so they have a Christmas branch. Mm. Um, and My friend had a Christmas chair. A Christmas chair? And... and uh... <laughs> 
the star that went on top was a picture of Barry Gibb. <laughs> decorated in, shout out to Richard if you're listening. Um, yeah, Christmas chair or Christmas fireplace they would decorate. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> was always decorated with a picture of Barry Gibb, cover, like surrounded in tinsel, and oh, I love that's that. That's beautiful. Like, why be traditional when you have a picture of Barry Gibb on your Christmas chair? <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, it is based on a, a book. Henson wanted to turn it into a film. And it's this beautiful story about their poor, their father passed, uh, the father passed away years ago, and they're just struggling to make ends meet. They don't have enough money to have a big, lavish Christmas, but they have each other. Yeah. There's a talent contest going on, and so they both decide secretly – Emmett decides to form a jug band and the money he'd put his share would put towards buying his mum something for Christmas and his mum decides I'll enter and sing so I can buy uh, Emmett uh, a guitar because he wanted a guitar for Christmas and he's never had anything like that so they both compete um, in their own right They and but they lose out to uh, the, the Riverbottom boys who are these you know, delinquents from the rich town down mm. the road but what they do is they find each other and they become a band themselves and they get a job working for the at the local um, uh, hotel and they just earn regular money and they get to sing and perform together mm. and all the songs are written by Paul Williams who was an honorary Muppet um, and they're just you know when the river meets the sea barbecue all it's a beautiful joyous experience it's funny um, I think funny I think it's got to be funny it's it got to be funny I mean there's yeah. the really heartfelt ones but they've always got comedy in there yes. somewhere because mm. it's a fun time of year I completely forgot about Home Alone yeah <laughs> oh yeah I forget about Home Alone all the time but I love I think actually I watched Home Alone 2 more than Home Alone 1 that was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York oh yeah and the moment okay. where he finds the Christmas tree and he, he goes and his mum realises that's where he'll be he'll yeah. be at the Christmas tree it's quite Isn't, it's really and Sue Trump. does Trump's in it yeah. uh, Tim but Curry's Tim Curry is in it very yeah, funny yeah, true. Yeah. yeah but yeah I think comedy comedy is a big point you do need that you don't want to have a Christmas special that is too sincere mm-hmm. and too mm. honest you want to have that but I mean, the Doctor Who special that I mentioned before doesn't have that much humor in it. There, no. It's is one that I've seen, which is where Ebenezer Scrooge is freezing and unfreezing somebody every year. Is that is that a Christmas special? I'm pretty and sure Doctor that's Who. the Doctor Who one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whereas it's his sister or somebody. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the that, one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I have seen that. I must have skipped forward. Anyway, um, that's so, yeah. really sad. Yeah, that one. Basically, it's um, the Ebenezer Scrooge character played by Michael Gambon runs this uh, this um, Christmassy type of Victorian era. Uh, planet. Yeah, uh, he controls the, the the weather system, and the ponds are, are crashing to out of the orbit, and so they need to get the codes or something to change the atmosphere so that they can land safely. Yeah. but this guy's an old, you know, uh, bitter man, and so what the <laughs> the doctor decides to do is to go back into his past yep. and find show him, yeah, him find him why the way he is. Yeah, you're right, Sandra. It's there's not a lot of comedy in that. Yeah. But, but it ends in joyous and what, like, sure. he gets to have that moment of happiness sure. again. Mm, yeah. One that I'd say you actually mentioned it at the very top of the show, all the Peanuts specials in general. The Christmas one's probably my least favourite out of all of them. <laughs> but um, just all of them in general are amazing. Even the new Peanuts film is really good. Is it? And, um, it is a, it's, it's pretty good. It's a little, a little bit too modernised for me. But, it's, um, yeah, I thought the story was a bit samey, but aside yeah. from that, I really enjoyed it. And one uh, you were mentioning the Santa Claus which is you know a fun family type <laughs> film I went the complete opposite I just remembered something that I saw on Go uh, a little while ago because the sequel just came out and it's terrible 
bad but, Santa. Yes. Sorry, I love that. I forgot too. <laughs> it's got like 78% on Rotten Tomatoes it's or something. It's a great film. Um, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Like you read the blurb and you're like, oh God, it's mm. very good. Uh, I will mention uh, there's there was a they did a holiday special Christmas not, not so family oriented. <laughs> they did a Christmas Batman Adventures, you know the Batman oh, yeah. Adventures animated series in the nineties, the definitive version with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. They did a Merry Christmas to the Joker, which is a good one. I remember that one. Um, and it does have one of my favorite lines is that. Uh, Robin is trying to get Batman to watch It's a Wonderful Life with him and Batman says the line I could never get past the title um, <laughs> but then at the end of it he's convinced he, like, he saves Gotham from you know, from the Joker's version of Christmas and so at the end of the episode him and uh, Dick sit down to watch It's a Wonderful Life together which I think is beautiful that's great but there's a comic book uh, released of all the stories it was a comic book of the Batman animated adventures where um uh, Bullock and uh, Montoya are going undercover, working as um, uh, an elf. And Bullock is Christmas uh, is is um, uh, Santa Claus at a department store because there's these thieves going on, and the thieves are actually mini versions of Clayface, who comes <laughs> and is stealing all this stuff and money and, and like that. And Batman comes in to save it. And <laughs> there's a great moment where they're going. Um, Batman's fighting. Clayface in the water and all this type of stuff because they smash through the ice of this display and all that type of stuff. And Batman calls out, shoot the Santa! And Montoya looks at Bullock, who's in his Santa costume, and goes, you wouldn't! But they look up and they have to shoot the electric Santa's like light globe and it electrocutes, <laughs> uh, electrocutes Clayface. And that's a really good one. And it ends with the line, Bullock going, ho friggin' ho. That's a really good one. So, oh, dear. Yeah, I think um, they turned that into an actual animated episode. Yeah. A lot of the TV specials, as you mentioned before, Community, and this is like my final little rant. Um, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nine Nine ones are really good. Yeah, uh, but Halloween's one, better. But yeah, but oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Halloween heist. But one that really <laughs> kind of pops up to me, probably because it just makes fun of Christmas rather than actually celebrating it, is all the South Park uh, Christmas oh, specials. Yeah. <laughs> just love them. They're Mr. just great. Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Mister Hanky the Christmas oh, Pooh. Um, the Woodland Critter Christmas as well is That's right. super disturbing, but also incredible in every way. Um, yeah, I find those. There's so many. As well. Are there any bad ones? Any Christmas ones that you can avoid? Star Wars the Holiday Special. Star Wars Holiday Special. Which I've seen more times us. than I would care to um, Oh, it's really weird how many times you've watched that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you need to talk to somebody. The Christmas and the Ewok movie. films as well. Anyway. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Christmas film I tried to watch the other night or last night actually called Deck the Halls and it's with Matthew Broderick who hasn't done anything good since Ferris Bueller mm. he's just monotone um, and Danny DeVito <laughs> it's got four it's, it's got terrible. 6% on Christian Chenoweth is amazing she plays Danny DeVito's wife they move in next door to Matthew Broderick who is the guy that does Christmas in their town yeah, everyone right. gets their thing and he's the Christmas guy he's very traditional Danny DeVito moves in and decides he wants as many lights on his house so it can be seen from space and he's just like, it's like this, I don't know how I'm meant to feel about the characters. Like, Danny DeVito keeps accidentally, you know, burning down Matthew Broderick's Christmas yeah. tree by accident or, like, making his mm. car get, whatever. And it's like, I just, I actually turned it off. Mm. I was like, yeah. can we not? I'm bored. Is it, like, a family-friendly type yeah. film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, bit, it's got a lot of, like, sexual references. Oh, right. The and little kid, um, fall, like, is obsessed with the, the, the girls that move in next yeah. door. And he, like, spies on them having a pillow fight and stuff. And it's a bit... 
a bit weird. But Matthew Broderick is just there's a scene where these um he's in a sleigh that Danny DeVito's character is organized with these two horses, but the horses he just found on the side of the road and they're a bit skittish. Anyway, they go off. Sleigh loses control. Matthew Broderick's reacting to that's in inverted commas reacting to the fact that he's about to run into an old lady and he's just like oh. Oh God! I'm just like, oh God, he's terrible. He's really hard to watch. What's the mm. one with um, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis? There's one like that as well, where it's Christmas with the Crumps or Christmas with the Clamps. Cranks? Christmas with the Cranks. Cr- Christmas, Christmas with the Cranks. With the Cranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what is it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Funny Farm is a good Christmas. <laughs> no, you know what's a good Christmas one? Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Yes, <laughs> Yellow Dog. <laughs> when he eats the with the sheep's balls. I love. I don't know why I love that film. Um, Gremlins. Oh, mate. Gremlins. Gremlins good, is great. Terrifying. Good, great. Terrifying. Good Christmas story good Christmas as well. Why is Galaxy Quest coming up as a Speaking Christmas, Christmas story? Speaking of Christmas story. Galaxy just... Quest is a Christmas one? <laughs> there's no Christmas there at all. I'll give you an idea of a bit of the narration from A Christmas Story. I'm just trying to find a good quote that will give you the idea of narration of an adult but for a kid. Yeah. Um, there's a couple here. The first one is... Um, he uh, he swears. So we've got young Ralph. He goes, oh, fudge. Richie, uh, Ralphie as adult narrating. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one. The queen mother <laughs> of dirty words. The F dash dash word. Mr. Parker, what did you say, Ralphie? Um, Ralphie as an adult narrating. It was all over. I was dead. What would it be? The guillotine hanging, the chair, the rack, the, the Chinese water torture. Oh, more ch- mere child's play compared to what surely awaited me. He gets soaked to the mouth. Ah. Um, and then the closing lines of this film is, he spoiler alert for a Christmas story, he gets the BB gun. Uh, narrator, next to me in the blackness lay my oiled blue steel beauty, the Christmas, the greatest Christmas gift I had ever received or would ever receive. Gradually, I drifted off to sleep, pranging ducks on the wing and getting off spectacular hip shots. <laughs> <laughs> the way he speaks, the narration is like as an adult speaking big words, this kind of thing. But it just, it's just done so well, okay. and I feel like. It couldn't be done again. I think that one passed hmm. me by, sir. I'll have to check that out. You need one to out. watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. It goes for like an hour and a half. It's, it's just really fun. Cool, cool, mm. cool. You'll, I think you'll both love the dad character, Mr. Parker. <laughs> okay, cool. Old man um, I just looked up worst Christmas movies. One that popped up, it's been featured on Mystery Science Theatre 3000, is uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from <laughs> 1964. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> That's still one of my favourite moments in Scrooge, where it has the... Um, um, it's a uh, uh, Santa going up with Lee Majors, who was the six million dollar man in the eighties, going up against like um, a terrorist invading the North Pole. <laughs> Opening sequence, you've got you know, uh, um, uh, Santa Claus is packing. Um, Santa Claus versus oh, the Martians. Dear. What else is there? That's uh, that's I'm the only thing one that really. I'm came looking up best Christmas movies, and yeah. guess what's in it? A Christmas, Christmas story. story. Oh, it yes. comes up as the image as you're googling. Um, Elf. Elf's I haven't seen okay. Elf since I saw it at the cinema. Yeah, I haven't seen too it in scared a while. To. I like. I think it's one of the better. Nah, it's too family friendly to be honest. Well, like, is my main problem. It's with that it. weird thing. Will Ferrell is quite a good deal older than Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, so that's weird. Go, that um, takes me out of it. Okay. So you've got the top. Yeah, you've got Elf. You've got Home Alone. You've got It's a Wonderful Life. Love Actually. No. Jury's out. Yeah, Love Actually, I've gone off Love Actually. The more I see it, I go, oh, no. I don't like anyone. It's very. Um, a Christmas Story, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Sandra and I mentioned this earlier. I like mm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I like What's it. this? What's this? There's magic everywhere. I just don't like. A musical episode. This episode. <laughs> yeah. I just. There's something about the songs I just don't okay. care for, I think. Yeah. I don't. It's just they're really repetitive. Town meeting. Town I never, meeting. I watched it once and I liked it, but I never 
got into it, like obsessed with it, like a lot of people did, and yeah. into the merch. Um, but the um, but the style. Is oh, it's great. stunning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got Bad Santa. You got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Never got into National Lampoon. No, I only got into the first two. So I got into um, National Lampoon's Vacation, the first one where they go to you know uh, Wally World, mm. and I saw European Vacation Schmear, but I never saw the other ones after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got Scrooge, Die Hard, The Santa Claus. Yes. Uh, Martha's <laughs> Christmas Carol, Miracle on 34th Street. Never Miracle seen the original. The original? Remake. I haven't seen it. No. Rem- you, you don't like the original, but you... I haven't seen the original. All right. The original is great. The yeah. original is really beautiful. Maureen O'Hara's in it, and I yeah. love her. Uh, yeah. I prefer the original. And then we get down to uh, a few others that I... Meh. But yeah. Um, Jingle All the Way. Oh, Arnie. <laughs> but yeah. Um, good good top five or so, but mostly, I will mostly say, family friendly. Jingle All the Way is definitive uh, Sinbad performance. I'll put it out there. He's very good. In that one, He's that, the is, that is his career high. That doesn't, that say, doesn't much say much if Jingle All the Way is your career high. I but actually well done, spent Sinbad. a lot of it going, there's a scene where um, there's this toy that everybody wants. It's been sold out for months and um, they're waiting outside this, for the shop to open and they run in and it's like, it's like what you see at the Thanksgiving Black Friday sales and I just went, I'm getting anxiety yeah. watching this. This is not what it's actually like in, in you know, the US at Christmas time. I fucking hope not because it's really, mm. like, doggy, stressful doggy. film. But Arnie, you know, is hilarious and re- stupid. And we haven't mentioned many uh, uh, Aussie Christmas things. Is there much in the way of Aussie Christmases that you... No. No? Everyone loves a white Christmas and it looks better on film. Well, yeah, but what do you like about Aussie Christmas? Australian, an Australian Christmas. It doesn't have to be pop culture related. What do you like about the Australian Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of anything. Love cooking a roast on a 40-degree day. I love, I, love, I love having, you know, wearing thongs and shorts and having a bit of a barbecue and having prawns. Yeah. See, we never did the – we never – come, I don't know, quite a traditional family in that sense that we've always done the full – Roast turkey. Oh, yeah. We, do, we, we did, did barbecue that f- one year and it just wasn't the same. We do the barbecue in the evening. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah cool. But never done the prawns and the cherries no. thing. It's always been very very English. Mm-hmm. American, mm-hmm. Okay. But, I do yeah. like getting up really, really early. I used to love doing that as yeah. a kid, getting up like when it was still dark <clears throat> and open up all the presents. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like, you know, I like the, you know, a bit of backyard cricket, bit of, yep, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We've actually got our uh, family Christmas party tomorrow. So ah. the Spears Christmas party, which is in Geelong, where we, we have a barbecue in the backyard or just you know, cold meats and things. Mm, we yeah. play bocce and cricket, and whatever other sport we can think of. Um, and it's that's a, that's more, for me, an Australian Christmas as opposed to on Christmas Day, which is very much tra- more traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we get, I get a bit of both. Great. Which mm, is lovely. cool. Sandra, you should come to my place for Christmas. I'll make you love Christmas. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. I think we should have a yeah a, a very nerd out Christmas next year. <laughs> very nerd. <laughs> um, so that brings us to an end What's of our Christmas episode. I could talk about Christmas forever. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, don't. Yeah, we better wrap. <clears throat> we better wrap, wrap it up, ads. if you will. You've so, got to love the Coles ads. Oh, I made a great pun just then. <laughs> anyway. No one heard, but that's fine. Oh no, what was? We better wrap it up. Oh. Yeah, like a present. Good. You get it. Ho, ho, ho. That was awesome. Um, it's good to have a quick, you know, we're in for, for our standards, this is a quick one. This is, yeah, an hour, an hour 15. Wow. What? Well, yeah. let's keep going. So, <laughs> let's talk about Because the next one that we're doing is going to be oh. huge, ladies and Better gentlemen. than Christmas. Better than Christmas. It is Star Wars Day next week, ladies and gentlemen. We will have uh, our reviews, our thoughts. We're going to be covering oh, yeah. this. This is our big event, ladies and gentlemen. This is... The, the, main know, event. the new pope. This is a presidential <laughs> election. This is 
our version of a you know non-existent plebiscite. This is the Star Wars Episode Eight premiere. The Last Jedi comes out Wednesday night, mm-hmm. midnight screening. We will be there. We'll be uh, Facebook living it. So tune into us there. We'll be reviewing it a couple of days afterwards, and we will do all the spoilers, all the discussion, and all, all the emotions. Yeah, all of them. Um, I don't know about you. I'm going to try and see it twice before the review. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to try and go twice. Don't think I can swing it, but we'll but, see. Uh, we'll I'm taking Thursday off work, so... I definitely won't be able to, because Wednesday night we'll be seeing that. Thursday night I've got my uh, school staff uh, gathering, <laughs> and on Saturday, and Saturday night, oh, Christmas gathering, and on Saturday I've got my my friends from work. We've got our... Every year we have Mexican Christmas. Nice. So oh, that's we, cool. we all go out for Mexican, and we all do Kris Kringle and stuff idea. like that. Yeah. yeah. That's We've been doing that for, like, 10 years. So uh, if we're reviewing uh, Saturday morning, I will not get a chance to see it again mm. um, oh, that's, oh, that's before then. But uh, it's going to be a long episode either way. And with news as well, anything could happen. And so. Anything's possible. Within the next couple of days, we have no idea what's going to happen within That's a right. week. Um, so, yeah... Um so the time is now over to you. Send us your ideas. What do you think? Uh, any ideas for reviewing or what have you thought about your thoughts on Christmas? Your, What's your favorite, favorite Christmas, Christmas film? film? Yeah, tell us. Come on, get involved. You know, um, send <laughs> us at feedback.nerdout at gmail.com or on Facebook. Links are in the description. Plus, if you have anything you want us to review or talk about, send us the title over and we will definitely give it a shot. Unless uh, or- it's the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, do it. Dare There's you. Only one a thing double we- dog day. Yeah. There's only thing we want to talk about from the Hollywood Christmas is a, oh. a Christmas special is be Arthur being a bomb. Yeah. I've been um I've been this YouTuber I watch has been reviewing all the Ewok movies recently. And if you haven't seen screenshots from those, there's one from the second film of this it's loading but it's one of the weirdest uh, animals <laughs> that's from. that's the speedy that's, that's, that's the speedy ewok who runs at the speed of light yes wow and, okay um, cuz that's the one where they get attacked by like the hordes the of, hordes yeah and, and that's, that's thing where gets like pretty thrown against the tree it's and just pretty, this buffet and they just throw it against the tree anyway. sorry for the spoilers but that yeah that's where all the characters that we love from the first one that yeah. we struggle so hard to reunite as a family they pretty much all die Except for the little cute. Sandra could have predicted that. And also, the main Ewok from Six talks in it and then forgets how to talk. But anyway, <laughs> do they even talk in? Um, uh, but it, but in um, it learns... Caravan of Courage, it's just all narrated. Yeah, and then uh, that one Ewok learns to talk by spending so much time with that kid for the second one. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have forgotten so much about. This. It's so bad. Have you seen the the Ewok films? Caravan of Courage and uh, Battle for Endor. Yeah, I've avoided them because I've heard bad things. They are. I don't want to ruin the Ewoks for myself. Um, So, yeah, that's that's us for this week. We'll be back next next week with uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I hope you're excited. I hope you got your tickets. We're going to be there. Don't forget to wear your Star Wars shirts, people. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've got to get a new one for this year. Yeah. I don't know where all mine are, actually. Mm. Um, oh yeah, no, I've got a good one. <laughs> Sandra's got, uh, I've like, got a new one. So many good nerd shirts. So many good nerd shirts. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Please keep in touch. Please keep up to date, and please rock forget. around the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, don't forget. <laughs> but but more importantly, don't forget to shoot Santa in the face. <laughs> Leave milk and cookies out for Santa. I think you <laughs> While you're doing that. Don't forget to write your list for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
You started this. Christmas is cancelled. Oh, no! Don't forget to nerd out, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. You were just listening to Nerd Out with Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears and Sandro Fulch. This has been an improbable podcast production. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not necessarily reflect those of the other speakers, the studios or the network. The opening and closing music for the show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discuss was intended. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. She's fine. She'll do that and then she'll just move on to be incredible in everything that she does, even bad films like Passengers, because mm. she's just outstanding. Yeah, and Mother is one of my favourite films of the year. If you haven't seen it yet, check it I've out. That's, I've heard so many weird things about Mother. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it a metaphor for like Mother Nature? Yeah. And so she's Mother Nature, and Javier Bardem is. I'm not gonna say. But yeah, I don't want. I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I'm liking that. I just watch it, and uh, also the whole thing is shot either over her shoulder or like right in front of her face. Right. So uh, it's uh, it's a great performance. Too much Jennifer Lawrence for me. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> that sounds really interesting. But nah. Um. Anyway, we'll the next speed round, Rob.